0: Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. Today is Tuesday, November the 17th. And I've got some encouragement for you today from God's word. You know what? It's a great day for hope. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Wow, Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I never thought that I'd be podcasting in the middle of such an important time in our nation's history, such an important time for the church. We're watching right now uh, as political theater is playing out on a massive scale. And I believe that God is at work. I think that the Lord is at work and I want you guys to be encouraged and to continue to trust, just trust the Lord. God is up to something big. I wanted to let you guys know that I am privileged this year to be speaking for the Answers for Women Conference uh, coming up in March of next year. Early bird pricing is happening right now. That's 129 bucks and it ends on November 30th. You guys can find out all the information you need at answersingenesis.org. Um, and search for answers for women. Uh, the theme for that conference this year is truth. It's the it's the uh, the defense of truth, the the relevance of truth, how important it is that we defend truth, that we know truth, that we don't allow the adversary to uh, silence us, and particularly uh, with regard to the lies that we believe. So, answers for women. The theme this year is Truth Uncovering the Lies. We believe it's gonna be happening on the 19th and 20th in uh, Kentucky, Williamsburg, Kentucky, at the Creation Museum at the Answers Conference Center. So I know you guys are gonna really enjoy it. We're gonna be talking about all kinds of things, uh, like can we pick uh, the, and choose which parts of the Bible that we accept as truths? And does saying a certain practice is, quote, Christian, Really make it so. Is there power in positivity? All kinds of these things that we're going to be uh, talking about. I'm just so thrilled to be there, you guys. I love the team at Answers in Genesis, particularly uh, Answers for Women, and I know you guys are going to be blessed and encouraged. So check it out at Answers in Genesis dot org. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. The theme for their conference this year: Truth, uncovering the lies we believe. And speaking of the lies we believe, uh, we believed a lie for a long time, right? The lie that a president could bring hope and change. Do you guys remember when Barack Obama was running for president? Because I do. And he said, you know, hope and change. I'm going to bring you guys all the hope and all the change. And uh, I'll never forget it. And I know you guys won't either because his slogan is still with us today. And of course it worked. Because who doesn't want hope and change? Well, we are a people in dire need of hope. We need hope right now because of the Rona. We need hope right now because of this craziness that's happening in our, elect, in our elections. Uh, we need to tell our children the truth about hope. Hope isn't something that we manufacture. It's not something that we're ever gonna get from politics or even from a pastor. Uh, we don't have hope because of a policy or a medical procedure. As Christians, wait for it, we have hope because of jesus we have hope because of jesus and we're studying the book of revelation right now at mom international and i'm I always right about a month ahead of where the women are And right now i'm going through the trumpet judgments and it's you guys it's sobering It is sobering what is going to be happening to the earth. It is sobering Uh, that the tribulation is actually coming. It is gonna be coming upon the earth. Uh, And we wanna tell our kids that judgment is coming to the earth. And as we continue our study together at MSI, things are heating up. Uh, In Revelation chapter eight, we start off with a moment of silence because as the seventh seal breaks, the scroll is finally unrolled. And when it does, the silence is deafening. It's like a lull before the storm. The tribulation is gonna be terrible, but I want you guys to remember this. Jesus is still in control. He's still in command. And we don't need to be afraid. This time that's of devastation that's coming to the earth, uh, there's never been anything like it in all of history and there'll never be another time like it. That's what the Bible says. And I want you to remember that this has been prophesied, Right? Uh, The words had not been nor ever shall be again talking about the great tribulation lets readers know that there is a time coming when God's wrath is going to be poured out upon the earth. But I want you guys to check your hearts and particularly if you've been afraid to study revelation. I know some of you are like, it's too scary. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. If you're afraid of what's coming, I'm going to encourage you to be still. I'm gonna remind you of what the Bible says, that you're sealed, not destined for wrath. And that's a comfort because wrath is coming to the earth. And as Christians, these things shouldn't frighten us. They should bring us comfort. Remember uh, when we said that revelation puts evil men on notice? Well, it's time for the note to be cashed in, for Satan to be put down. And I'm, I'm just praying that these things are a comfort to you. We have hope because this world, the one that's steeped in sin and filled with wickedness and lies is soon to be replaced with God's righteous reign. That's not gonna happen until God's judgment is poured out on the earth. And the evil that we see every day is not gonna go on forever. Sin is not gonna go on unpunished. God is going to judge it rightly and correctly. He's going to set things right. You can count on it. And so I wanna encourage you uh, to study God's word of me, because this is a great time for hope. Psalm 31, verse 24, be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Praise the Lord, you guys. As Christians, we can have hope no matter what our circumstances are, because we know that ultimately we are so safe in the arms of the Lord Jesus that no matter what happens, we cannot be torn away from him. When the Bible tells us to be strong and courageous, it's because our hope is in the Lord. And David echoes the feelings that a lot of us are feeling right now. Listen to what he says uh, in Psalm 31. Praise the Lord, for he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. He kept me safe when my city was under attack. In panic, I cried out, I am cut off from the Lord. But you heard my cry for mercy. And you answered my call for help. That's what I've been doing in the middle of this election craziness. I've been like, Lord, mercy, have mercy on our country, mercy on our nation, we need your help. And the reason that we can have hope and even in the midst of trouble is because God is listening. We have hope because God shows us in no uncertain circumstances, the wonders of his unfailing love. He hears our prayers and he answers them. We can be strong and courageous in every circumstance because our hope is in the Lord. Aren't you guys glad? This is such good news. It means that no matter what happens around us, we don't have to be afraid because our hope is in heaven. Our hope is in Jesus. And this is a very important truth to pass on to our kids. So before we fall for cleverly crafted slogans or propaganda that's all around us right now or man-made promises like we're gonna get hope and change from a president, let's turn our eyes to the one who always keeps his promises and teach our precious children to do the same it's so important you guys it's never been more important than it is right now that we lean into what we know is true about god's word and we say father we're we're, we're going to trust you in the middle of all this stuff that no matter what happens around us no matter how frustrated we feel lord we know that you are in control that you're on the throne and that we're going home someday to be with the lord and i hope that that uh, brings you guys encouragement and i hope that it Steadies your heart through all of this. It's not a reason to disengage, right? We've said this a whole bunch here. You know, we are called. Uh, the, the God's word says to uh, subdue the earth, right? We're actually called to uh, to be ambassadors for the Lord, to be uh, mouthpieces for truth. The Bible says that where the free, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, and it's precious. But our hope is not in politics. Our hope is not in the government. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. And until he returns, you guys, we are called to stand firm, to stand righteously, to uh, be a voice for freedom, to spread the gospel. This is an amazing time to be a Christian. It really is. It really is. All right, I'm gonna answer a couple of your questions today. I'm really trying not to let the backlog uh, get too, too, uh, too much. So this one, first one comes from an anonymous listener. Dear Heidi, I'm 22 years old. And live in Amish Mennonite country. Many of us are silent supporters, by the way. My heart is breaking for the women who are forbidden to speak truth about the vaccinations, uh the Rona, either at home or in church. Forbidden in church because of 2 Timothy 212, and at home because of Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. I'm so confused. Can you please help? Wow. So I'm assuming from your letter that you when you say you live near an Amish community, I'm I'm thinking you probably live you probably are in, in the Amish community. So Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 talks about the six things which the Lord hates. Uh, he hates, these are seven, six things which he hates, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to run to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. So I'm assuming that you're saying the women can't talk about the truth about the rona because they're saying it sows discord. But the Bible teaches us there are many more verses in the Bible that talk about the importance of truth. Truth is not truth isn't the reason that there's discord. The reason that you have discord among the brethren, the reason that you have discord in the church, is because of the lies that are being uh, pan, uh, mandated, not because of uh, sowing discord. And so, I think it's a it's a wrong application. I mean, you and I could probably talk all day long about why I think that the the Mennonite and Amish religion is a wrong um, a wrong use of God's word. And I'm gonna just encourage you again, uh, when you look at, so and and in 1 Timothy 2.12, which is the other verse that you were talking about, this says, you know, this is Paul, I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man, but to be in silence. Uh, the Greek word for permit uh, is used in the New Testament to refer to allowing someone to do what he or she desires. And Paul may have been addressing a real situation in which several women in Ephesus desired to be public preachers. And Paul used a verbal form of the Greek word that indicates the condition or the process and is better translated to be a teacher, to be a pastor. And I think that he is forbidding in this verse, women from filling the office or the role of a pastor in the church. I don't think that he's keeping them from speaking about uh other appropriate conditions or certainly the circumstances of uh of a you know the culture that we find ourselves in paul is talking about women not having authority over men in the church uh because the elders are the ones who are supposed to have authority in the church. And so I, you know, there's lots and lots of reasons, you know, I don't think that, that, uh, women are not allowed to be teachers in the church. I think that role of pastor, uh, we've talked about this before, uh, in, you know, I speak all over the country and sometimes I speak on Sunday mornings. I'm not a pastor at that church. I am coming in and I am, uh, Speaking typically about what's happening in the culture, as it relates to God's word and as it relates to the role of uh, God's people inside the church, and so the fact that they won't let you talk about COVID, <laughs> I like just, you know, uh, to me this is, it's a wrong understanding of why it's so important, and so uh, if you know, and this is this is the Amish Mennonite tradition, which frankly, um, I've I've spoken to several women in the Amish Mennonite community. Who this that particular tradition has harbored abuse, and so there's lots of different reasons. I mean, you and I we could talk about this a whole lot, but I I think those ter- those verses are being taken out of context. If if they're saying you can't talk about what's happening in the culture because it's it's sowing discord, I would say I think it's more discord if we don't actually talk about it and come up with. A solution. The enemy, I mean, the adversary loves silence. He loves it. He wants us to be quiet. And I think we need to speak the truth, right? Remembering that we are ambassadors with, I mean, your your purpose isn't to sow discord. When the, when the apostle Paul says, don't sow discord, what he's meaning, is, he means don't be a gossip. Don't be a jerk. Don't be the person who's like, did you hear so-and-so or that causes problems in the churches for the sake of doing it. But when you're talking about what's happening in the country and the obvious fact that our uh, our liberties are under attack, uh, that's not selling my discord, that's just telling the truth. But I would imagine that the elders in your church disagree with me. So that's just my two cents. Vanessa writes, I recall reading that you gave your baby clothes to your oldest when she had her baby. Can you tell me more about what you saved? I kept all of my oldest clothes and I'm using them with my third baby born this year. My oldest is just 10. I'm overwhelmed with stuff, what to keep, what to toss. Okay, so when I, when I wrote that, Vanessa, a couple of things you need to understand about me, I am not a keeper. I'm a thrower awayer, and <laughs> You can ask anybody in my family. I am not terribly sentimental. There are some things that I keep. And the things that I kept were from my last child, not from my first. So I had seven children and I was watching, you know, just mostly just reluctant to move into the season where I knew I wasn't gonna have babies anymore. And that was hard on me. I'm in my fifties now, it's not hard anymore. But when I when I was making that transition away from having babies, I can tell you I cried a lot. Uh, I mourned the the season and the the moving on, and I think somehow if we don't mourn it, we don't get it. And so I think that part of it, uh, very important. I don't keep a lot of things, so I will I will keep something that I have like a little box of keepsakes, you know, letters and things that my my kids have written to me. I had like nursing covers and things like that that I thought, man, I'm never going to use this again. And I gave those things to my children. Baby blankets, you know, anything that I could keep in a small space. But you know what I'm learning? You guys, listen up, this is important. <laughs> I learned this the hard way. So this will be free for you today. Uh, most of the stuff I save for my kids, they don't want it. I'm gonna say it again. Most of the stuff that I save for my kids, my, uh, five of our kids are grown now, they don't want it you know, um, things that were like my grandmother's hutch. And, you know, uh, I decided this last year to sell almost everything in my house. (laughs) I think I was just all stressed out. So I I sold the couch, I sold furniture, I sold our dining room table. Uh, I was just like, get everything out. I mean, that's how I am. Some people stress eat, I stress clean. I stress, you know, I'm like a organized, I just want my life organized. When things around me feel chaotic, I bring order to my home. And uh, my husband came home one day and I had listed a whole bunch of things on Marketplace and he was like, whoa. What's going on? I was like, I'm changing it up, and I sold my stuff, and I went out to um, I went to uh, Rusty Glamour in Battleground, and I bought a new table, and these are my, you know, the secondhand stores, antique stores in our area. Went to Kids Clothes, and I got some new clothes for the kids, and consigned the old ones, and that's just what I do. So I am actually not a keeper. I keep things that are precious to me or things that I think are practical. So like I had, you know, just little things that I gave to Savannah, but a coat that didn't fit sailor anymore, my littlest one. Um, But keep in mind, there are 20 years between my oldest and my youngest. So anyway, I think do what works for you and and don't overwhelm yourself with stuff. If it's overwhelming to you, for goodness sake, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Vanessa, I release you. I release you. Not that you need me to, but I do just for fun. (laughs) Okay, Uh, next question comes from Jennifer. Jennifer said, Heidi, hi. Hey, Jennifer. I'm so thankful I stumbled across your podcast shortly after the Rona started. It's been a huge encouragement over the months and I appreciate your willingness to stand up for the truth. Since the quote projected win was announced, there has been some talk in homeschool groups that I'm a part of that this administration will outlaw homeschooling. I have, to be honest, I've been doing pretty good and not totally freaking out until I saw that. I'm so scared. I will absolutely not send my kids to public school, but I'm hearing other countries where homeschooling is illegal. Yes, and that just happened in France, by the way. Crazy things happening. Um, uh, Communist countries where the children are moved from homes and parents are jailed if they attempt to homeschool. Do you think this is where we are headed if things don't turn around? I know we will lose many of our freedoms, but I never thought that the choice to homeschool would be one of them. What can we do to maintain our freedom to homeschool? All right, so Jennifer, of course, The, I mean, education, like I've been telling you guys for months and months and months and years, uh, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. So people who are, uh, you know, upper echelons of our government, whatever, if they would be, if you think they're going to be remotely threatened by somebody like you or me who says, uh, no, we're not going to teach you about socialism. No, we're not going to indoctrinate you into transgenderism. No, we're not going to tell you that Mao was okay. And that uh, Stalin and Lenin were good guys with, you know, maybe just a little misguided. So do I think that homeschooling could be threatened in the future? Absolutely. It's one of the reasons I, I threw my hat in the ring for President Trump who wants, wants freedom for families. Another reason why I do not understand these Christians who don't understand what's at stake, but whatever, that's another podcast. If, if, if it's confirmed, and I'm still praying like crazy that it isn't, and again, I record this podcast two, three days ago, And so who knows what's gonna happen. By the time you guys hear this, something crazy could have blown up and you'll be like, oh, you know, it's different now. But at the time of this recording, uh, President Trump was gaining on Vice President Biden in the polls in Arizona. They're doing a hand recount in Georgia. I am praying and believing and hoping for the truth to come forward, for the truth to be told. If it doesn't and we end up with uh, a Biden administration, boy, I mean, I, I think, you know, you guys need to look up something called the Great Reset. This is uh, end time stuff that we're talking about now. I'm kind of excited though, because I I believe the Lord's gonna come back for the church. And so I don't feel afraid by it. And I would encourage you not to be afraid. I One of the main ways you can protect your freedoms is by being a member at the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. I should have those guys on the show here pretty soon. Uh, right now, I don't see any imminent threat to homeschooling. Nothing that I see on the horizon, except for we know people that hate homeschooling, I would tell you, I don't think Joe Biden is gonna be a friend of homeschoolers at all, but let's pray. You guys, our our power, our our authority is comes to us on our knees in prayer when we go before the Lord of Heaven's armies and we petition the Lord. And so I wanna keep doing that. Uh, and I'm just gonna encourage you, don't live in fear, don't be afraid, don't walk in this fearful place but rather walk in trust of the lord and i do think a really good idea if you're if you guys aren't already members over at hslda uh we should probably do that all right going to be more important now i think than it's ever been and uh and then just pray pray remember we talked about this the antidote to panic is what praise it's praise. And we can trust the Lord and absolutely can praise Him even in the middle of all of this. So I'm out of time for today. We are so thankful for you guys. Uh if you've got questions you want me to address, heidisaintjohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Or you can leave those questions in a voicemail format at anchor.fm. I'll link back to that also in the show notes today we would greatly appreciate your financial support if this ministry is an encouragement to you i'll link back to ways that you can support us financially you'll notice we don't have very many ads on here uh we are working really hard to bring the podcast to you five days a week and uh and especially in light of the fact that my speaking season is um taking such a big hit we appreciate any financial support and we greatly appreciate your prayers we are in the pursuit of truth here. I was telling somebody the other day that you know um, Heidi St. John traffics in truth <laughs> and we are committed to it uh, scripturally. We're committed to it in the culture. We're committed to it where families are concerned. God's design for families will always be at the forefront of the Heidi St. John podcast. And we hope that it's an encouragement to you, encourages us uh, as you leave reviews for the podcast and over for my books at Amazon, any place that you can help us get the word out about what we're doing gives us the opportunity to continue to bring it to you guys. So we love you so much. Stay faithful, as my friend Bill Jack would say. I need to reach out to him. I wonder what Bill's doing. He should come back on the show. Don't you guys think? I think so too. We love you guys. Have a great day. I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.